0: What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Where's the Handbook, your not-so-professional guide on how to handle life's unexpected twists. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and the tea kettle is piping, you guys. I promised to be real and raw in this podcast, and we're on episode two, and I promised that this was coming, so today you guys are going to learn just how being dumped in paradise really worked out for me. This time last year, I was in literally the darkest place I've ever been in my entire life. I was dealing with depression and anxiety and all the time I would get this. I would either be catching up with people from the mainland or like on phone calls with friends. But I just constantly got, oh my gosh, you are living your best life. You are just having so much fun in Hawaii. It's just the land of rainbows and butterflies Gosh, look at you dive. You're getting into diving. That's so amazing. Wow, I wish I could hold my breath that long. Ooh, oh my God, that hike is so beautiful. Hawaii's perfect. Like I said, rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. And no, (laughs) guys, that was not my reality. And it is so crazy how social media can paint that. And I know it's kind of been coming up recently. I've talked about it a bunch. I mean, I went to school for this. I studied social media. I studied this and I know it. And it is in some ways very toxic. And it's one of the things that inspired me in making this podcast is because like I said in the trailer and like I've mentioned and I will always mention, I wanna just talk about real life shit. And too often we are stuck in false realities. And I was. I 100% was. If you guys only knew through those posts how depressed I actually was, it's crazy. So I'm going to dive right into this story. And I haven't told this full story in a very long time. So here goes nothing. I would grab a beer, honestly. And I'm just going to go from the beginning. <laughs> so it's November 2015. I am working at a place called Rock Bottom no joke, literally rock bottom brewery. And I'm sitting with one of my really good friends after work. We're grabbing a beer and we both decided that we were going to take semesters off from school. We were like, we don't know what we're doing in life right now. School is very stressful. I I don't know what I want to do in life. I need a break. So we're having this beer and I'm like, okay, we can take semesters off of school. We can do that but we're going to do something with our semester off. Like we're going to need to do something epic. So I'm thinking about all the things that we could possibly do. And I thought, okay, my brother is still living in Hawaii. We're going to Hawaii. Let's book a ticket to Hawaii. And not only that, we're going to go for a month. And so this was in November. So we book our tickets and then we just worked our butts off all through the holiday season and we went to Hawaii for the month of February in 2016. So and we stayed for a month and a couple other girlfriends came with too. Um, so yeah, just to preface that. And so we come to Hawaii and it was the craziest month ever. It was so much fun. We were both newly single. I had been single for maybe like six months at this point. and, we're nearing the end of the trip and my brother texts, we probably have like a week and a half left. And my brother texts me and he was like, Hey, a couple of friends and I, we're all going to the beach today. You guys should come meet up with us. It would be a lot of fun. And we are so hungover when my brother sends me this text message. Like, my girlfriend was legitimately dying, like could not stand up or be, yeah, it was really bad. So I was like, okay, I do really want to spend time with my brother. Like, we only have a little bit of time here left. Like, let's go. So we order a $75 Uber from Waikiki to the west side. And we meet up at one of my brother's friend's beach house. And yeah, like I said, we're dying of a hangover. And so I'm sitting on the couch. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody coming in. And I could tell from the energy. I was like, whoever this is. I'm vibing with this energy whatever hadn't even seen his face yet nothing then I see his face and I was like oh shit I was like okay yikes um I'm in love and I look like shit and I'm so hungover. what am I doing this is terrible and then two girls walk in behind him and I'm like oh man he's probably dating one of them anyway there goes my shot okay I'm no longer in love whatever so we go to the beach and I'm engaging in conversation with this guy and I'm thinking based on our, how our conversation was going, I was like, there's no way that he is dating one of these two girls because if I was the girlfriend in this situation, like I was flirting up a storm. I was like, I have no shame. I don't care. And no, he was single. Um, And we really hit it off. We had great conversation on the beach and I was like, I think I love him because I always say that. But um, anyway, so... I only have a week and a half left in Hawaii and we hang out a bunch. We ended up going shark diving together and hanging out everything. And so I leave Hawaii. I think he actually might've been the one that dropped us off at the airport. I can't remember exactly. It's been a while, but anyway, so we're continuing talking after I get back to the mainland and I'm like, we're on FaceTime together and he was coming to the East coast for an event in philly in april so we met in february now we're in april and he was like will you be my plus one to this event and i was like absolutely so i drive up to philly and it was a great weekend it was so fun and i was like oh um, i don't know if i told him at this time but i was moving back to hawaii for the summer i took a semester off so i was gonna go in april until august but I wanted to go back to school in the fall. So I knew that I wasn't going to stay in Hawaii forever. So I'm like, Oh no, of course I'm not coming. I'm not moving to Hawaii for you. Like I'm adventurous. I just, you know, I took a semester off. I just want to live in paradise for a little bit, you know, no, 110%. It was for him. It was because I was like, I was like, I really like this guy. I feel some way about this. I'm moving to Hawaii. I need to know him more. I can admit that now. But at the time I was like, no, of course not. I'm just, you know, little adventurous Elizabeth. Woo. So I moved back. I'm there from April until August. We talked about it in April, and we were like, hey, how do we see this summer ending? We're kind of really vibing with each other. And he says, Well, I see this summer ending in heartbreak. I mean, I don't do long distance. I won't do long distance. You're going to college. I want you to have fun in college, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Mm, bet. Okay. So I go out for the summer. We fall in love. I told him I loved him on 4th of July. I'm leaving in August. Needless to say, we're doing long distance. And it was great. He, Like I said, he was from the East Coast. I spent my summers in Hawaii. He came home during the holidays you know, for being as far apart as we were distance wise, we saw each other. I mean, not a lot, obviously, but enough for being that far apart. You know what I'm saying? So we knew also that in starting this long distance relationship, we knew that there was an end date possible. Like I was only doing long distance because I made a commitment to VCU I wanted to graduate from that college. I thought about transferring to UH so many times. I was like, this would be so much easier. Should I just transfer? No. I made a commitment. I'm going to stick with my commitment. I'm a VCU. Go Rams. So we knew that the end date was May of 2019. So fast forward through our whole three and three year, three and a half year relationship, whatever. It's May 2019. I graduate from VCU. And a couple things were about to happen. We had two weddings to go to that summer on the East Coast. And then we decided that in between those two weddings, during four weeks, we were going to go to Europe. He was really wanting to travel. I've done a lot of traveling and I was down for the ride, but we didn't really plan anything because we were both so busy in life. We actually didn't plan a single thing. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but definitely don't do that. But... Anyway, that was our summer, and then I was going to land in Hawaii, right? I was going to move. Everything was good. So, yes, we go to both the weddings. We go to Europe for four weeks. Great, whatever. On August 11th, 2019, I arrive in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. Look at us. We proved that long distance could work. Go us. Screw the haters. We're a success story. Awesome. So, I get here, and... I'm looking for work and we did have friends that were visiting, not directly visiting us, but friends of friends kind of thing. So we were kind of like, go, 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 busy, busy, busy when I first arrived. And, but I was still looking for work. I was going to interviews. We decided as a couple that I didn't want to jump right back into working in the restaurant industry because the whole point of me moving out here was so that we could, you know, actually be together, spend time together. And me working in a restaurant would be would mean that I was working nights and weekends and he works nine to five Monday to Friday so you know he was very supportive in saying okay no like I want you to find a nine to five that you're looking for blah 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 he was helping me find jobs I was interviewing it actually was a lot harder than I thought originally coming out here so that's when I move here that's for like the first month and some change so then September 26 2019 happens and Everything is just our normal routine. I'm at home applying for jobs or doing. I know when he walked in the door, I was doing something on the computer. And so he comes home and we begin doing we begin cooking dinner and our normal routine. I was typically like the prep one, just chopping veggies, pouring wine, changing the music. And he really liked to cook. So he did that. And that was our typical nightly routine. And Keep in mind, I have been on island now for 46 days, a little bit over a month, and we're all being cute and everything, you know, dancing, singing, and I bring up something, and he was like, well, I really want to talk to you about something, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, like something must have happened at work. He works in a small office. I know all of his coworkers. So you know, what's I was like, oh, what's up, and he begins talking. I'm standing on one side. We have like an island in the kitchen, and I'm standing on one side. He's standing on the other So we're facing each other and he begins talking and he's like, you know, I've been thinking about a lot recently and, you know, you just moved back on island. Um, You know, usually the next like that's a big step in a relationship. We've been together for three and a half years. You just moved out here. We've been working for this. And then it starts to go a little foggy for me because the words that were coming out of his mouth, I don't know if you've ever been dumped, but. It's like when your whole body just starts tingling because you're like, wait a second, is this real? And like I said, I don't really, I literally blacked out in my mind because I I couldn't believe it was happening. And like you could have told me, if I could just put it into words of how blindsided I felt, you could have told me that I had terminal cancer Or that I was about to be dumped in the next 30 seconds. And I would have been like, so how long do I have to live? You know, like that is legitimately what went through my mind. I was like, wait, no. And so he's doing the typical bullshit of like, it's not you. It's me. You've done nothing wrong. I love you. I care about you. I'm just not in love with you anymore. I guess he felt that we were super distant in the past couple months and our communication wasn't as strong or some shit. And I'm like, yeah, maybe because I've been busy graduating, packing my life, selling everything I own that I can't put in a suitcase. You know, maybe that's why our communication might have been a little off. We were a little busy at the time figuring out our lives. And also communication goes both ways. I'm not a mind reader. Anyway, He said a couple things that stuck out to me, and apparently our conversations lacked depth. That's one little snippet that I remember, which is actually hilarious that I now have a storytelling podcast where we're going to get deeper than the actual ocean, so whatever. But he ended with this. You're not the end-all be-all. Okay. So I'm standing across from him on the island, and I'm like... I was like, I am not going to let this motherfucker see me cry. No way am I going to give that to him. So I looked at him and I said, I'm going to step outside really quick and make a phone call. I'll be right back. So, of course, as soon as I step foot outside, I start just hyperventilating, crying. My neighbors are probably like, who is dying? What is going on? And I call my best friend from home, who was my roommate she will be a frequent flyer on the show. Just you wait. But I call her and I'm so broke. I'm just hyperventilating crying. And I'm like, I need you to book me a ticket home. Like this just happened. I don't know what's going on. I'm so broke. Can you please book me a one-way ticket for Monday? I think it was like a Friday. I don't actually remember the exact day, but she's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. What? And I'm like, I'll explain it all to you later. I just don't know what's going on right now but this just happened. I need your help. And she was like, okay, I got you. I will book you a ticket, but you should call our other mutual friend on Island. Like, cause obviously my best friend from home is 5,000 miles away. She's like, what can I do for you other than book a ticket? So I hang up the phone. I call our other friend. And I know I mentioned this, I think in episode one where she was walking into a movie theater with her boyfriend, just so happened to answer my call. And I, same thing, hyperventilating. And she's like, okay. She's like, I'm coming to get you. What alcohol do you want? I've got Chelsea Cutler ready to play on the radio. We're going to get drunk. It's fine. Don't freak out. So I was like, I need a handle of vodka and a 12 pack of white claws because I don't know what the hell is going on right now. So I come back inside and I just start packing my things. I am ripping my clothes off of hangers. I'm crying. I'm walking around. Meanwhile, he is like, I don't even remember what was happening because I was just so mind blown and my roommates come back and it's my best friend from high school and her boyfriend and they come in and obviously it's like what's going on and so I'm like well he just broke up with me I'm going back to Richmond I don't actually know what's happening I'm just pack. <clears throat> I'm just packing excuse me so my best friend comes in and she's looking at me and she's like okay well just because this asshole broke up with you right now, like we'll figure it out. Like you you love Hawaii. Like you don't have to leave. And at the time that's not what I wanted to hear. So I was just like, look, like I am so broke. I don't have a job. I can't afford rent. And I moved here for him and he just broke up with me. And I've been here for 46 days. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going home. And I just kind of went with that and I needed a suitcase. And so I went to Ross with my roommates and while I was in Ross I texted him because I didn't want him to leave and I was like look do not leave I have some questions for you because I honestly did not say anything when he first was breaking up with me because I was just so confused legitimately thinking I was being punked and so I texted him or called him and I was like well my friend's on the way from the movie theater to get me I'm gonna get out of the house for tonight but I need to talk to you So I get back from Ross, and I walk inside, and I pour myself a fat glass of wine. I pull out my phone. I pull up voice memos, and I hit record, and I put my phone in my pocket, and we went for a walk, and yeah, I recorded that entire second conversation of our breakup because I was so angry at the time that I knew that I was not, like, everything was going on in my mind I wasn't actually paying attention to the conversation, and also I'm literally slamming wine, so I wanted to make sure that tomorrow when I wake up after getting obliterated that I could remember what it was we talked about. So yeah, I did record this part of the breakup. Call me crazy. I don't care. Whatever. It's a 43-minute long recording, and I honestly haven't listened to it since well over a year ago, And but best believe, a few nights ago as I'm planning this episode, I remembered that I had that, so I whipped it out, and... Honestly, like I said, haven't thought about this part of my life in a very long time, but I promised to give you guys all of the details. And so I had to pull some things from it. And honestly, the people that I told that I had this, they were like, dude, upload that thing, let it rip, whatever. But I'm really not trying to get sued. So I'm just going to have to recap some things for you and quote some things. But there was a couple kickers. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, like who knew about this. My biggest thing in life is I don't want to fucking look dumb. So that was one of my main questions. But one thing that really stuck out to me is that about how he's been thinking about this for a while. Oh, oh, you've been thinking about it for a while? Like how long is a while? Like while we were in Europe together, maybe the two weddings we were at this summer maybe before I graduated and maybe before I didn't, you know, I don't know, pack up all my things. Like, how long are we talking? And he was like, at one of the weddings, I've been thinking about this or something. It was before I moved. And I said, yet you still let me move. Like, I am very confused here. And he explains that, you know, he got too much in his own head and he felt like we weren't communicating properly and that he couldn't, I guess, talk to me about things. I don't really know. But as a communications major, and you know, I don't, I'm always very upfront and very vocal about things that are bothering me, especially in a relationship sense. I have never felt more betrayed in my entire life. I came to you about anything I felt in some of my darkest things and things that I felt very insecure about with you specifically. And you can't come to me and talk to me to tell me that this is how you're feeling after three and a half years of long distance when we've been working towards this. Like, who does that? Who does that? And also, you couldn't have waited a couple months, maybe waited out, see how things are. I haven't even really, like, unpacked my things and maybe let me get settled, start making money. But no, you let me ship everything out here. You let me board a flight, say goodbye to my friends, my family, all while knowing what was going on in your mind. What the hell? And I was like, so why are you telling me this now? And he's like, well, I thought the sooner it would be better. And I guess he thought that I would just pack up and go back to Richmond. And honestly, that's thought—that's what I thought I was going to do. Like, you guys, he offered to help me pack while he's breaking up with me. I'll help you with whatever you need, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I bet you will. Thank you. That is so kind. Wow. No. So I'm at my friend's house. We had that conversation there were probably way more details that I could have shared, but that was like the main thing that really stuck out to me. And so I'm at my friend's house with my vodka and white claws and I just get obliterated for the next, like, I think I stayed the weekend there. Honestly, like I said, very blurry, not too sure. So the main question is, do I stay or do I go home? And also what, what just happened? Cause I don't know what's going on. And I knew two things that if I were to go home back to Richmond, I told myself, I am not leaving this island until I have the answers that I need. And I'm also not going to leave this island with a bad taste in my mouth. So yeah, we broke up in September, but we were still kind of like hanging out because I told him, I was like, I am leaving. But, and I told him those two things, I need answers and I'm not leaving with a bad taste in my mouth. So the next weekend, I'm literally going around island thinking that I'm leaving asking him questions, getting some answers, whatever, thinking like, Oh, poor me. My boyfriend dumped me. That's unfortunate. Things just didn't work out. You know, sometimes that happens. This is shitty. And I'm sure he was probably sitting there thinking like, okay, awesome. She's going to be leaving soon. Like this is so easy. How nice would that have been for him for me to just pack up and leave? So one night, obviously, like I said, we're still living together. But separately, I moved into the guest bedroom, whatever. And one night I sat down and I said, "Okay, I need to get to the bottom of this. Something had to have happened. And guys, I destroyed myself in this. I literally sat there next to him and I was like, "Okay, listen, is it something that I said? Is it something that I did? Is it because I've gained weight? Do you not like my eye color anymore? Did I wear the wrong dress to the wedding this summer? Did I like literally that's how deep I went. Like I thought that I gained too much weight. And that's why he was breaking up with me. I had no idea. Like that, it was, I asked every single question. I said, Is there somebody else? Did you meet somebody? Did you have a conversation with somebody that, you know, maybe sparked? Okay, like maybe, I don't know, anything. No, nothing. No, you didn't do anything wrong. It's really not you, it's me. I got in my head, whatever. So I looked him dead in the face and I said, So you're telling me right now that there is not a doubt in your mind that this is the right thing to do and that there is nothing that I can say or do to fix this I can't fight for this your mind is made up that is final there's no coming back is that what you're trying to tell me and he looks at me and he says yeah that's what I'm telling you so I'm like in my head i'm like okay so you claim you love me you're no longer in love with me but i've done nothing wrong to make you feel that way there isn't somebody else but it's too far gone to fix well i'm just gonna go out on a whim here and call bullshit like you don't just wake up one day and decide something like this something happened and i'm gonna figure it out so i was like there's got to be somebody else right So I started putting puzzle pieces together about a person that I suspected, and she was a friend of ours. I was not close with her by any means, but she was part of his friend group, kind of quiet, well, at least around me. Now I understand why, but they were friends for sure, and obviously I was in school for the school year, so I was off island, so I don't really know how in-depth they got. Honestly, never would have thought she was a threat to me by any means, but... mm. Sometimes people surprise you. But anyway, so I started putting these puzzle pieces together and one thing, there's a couple things that happened. So he sets his profile picture on Facebook to a picture of him and her with another couple, one of our friends. He sets that as his profile picture like well over a year ago of us like I was still dating him he set that as his profile picture honestly I didn't really think anything well I kind of thought something of it but not that anything was going on by any means I was like oh, okay like they're friends I'm off island I'm in school they went on a booze cruise together cool whatever looking back now I'm like Elizabeth you're an idiot you fucking dummy like what so that was like one thing then he was really big into like running marathons or whatever. And after we broke up, he runs his other one. And I happened to work in the same area. So I just swung by on my way into work to just be like, Hey, congratulations, whatever you freak of nature running marathons. And she's there and she has this like sign for him, I guess. Cause that's a thing, whatever. And it was some like dumb, cute, whatever. And I looked at it and I'm like, all right yeah no because if they were just friends that's really fucking weird I don't even remember what it said but I just know that that's how I felt about it so I was like hmm okay that's number two something's going on so then and this is a whole other story that I could get into but his dog passed away very tragically it was like I said a whole other story so she dropped off wine the night that bear passed away and I was like, all right, this is super weird because the interaction that I witnessed was definitely not like a friendship thing. I was like, nope, something's more is going on here. But honestly, shout out to her for the wine because we definitely hooked up that night. And I guess they were maybe seeing each other at this point. But given how that relationship started, I'm honestly not too surprised, right? But whatever. So one thing that I said I would never do, I did and i had these puzzle pieces together and but i didn't have any like hardcore evidence proof whatever and i'm keeping this all to myself obviously but for you guys and because i promise to be open and raw and real i'm telling you so yikes but we're sitting on the couch one night this is like around thanksgiving time And he passes out. His phone's right there. He knows damn well I know the passcode. Yes, I read his text messages. Whatever. I didn't even scroll because all I did was open up the last message that he sent to her before passing out. And it read, good night, my love. I hope to be sleeping next to an angel this weekend. I literally closed the phone, put the phone back, went to the bathroom, threw up. And I'm not even being dramatic when I tell you that I legitimately threw up in a toilet because how the hell do you break up with your girlfriend like a month ago that's done quote nothing wrong and then be calling this other girl your love within that time frame? Like, okay, I'm not crazy. It was almost freeing in a way, to be honest, because I'm sitting there body shaming myself thinking that I've gained too much weight and that I need to either go get liposuction or whatever work done or thinking that my eye color like sucks. And in the end, it was really just you finding somebody else, which is totally fine because that's what happens sometimes in life. But you lied to my face when I asked you about it. I'm confused here. That's fucked up. Like what? So I'm like, all right, how am I going to go about this? Because this is actual bullshit. But I finally got the answer that I was seeking. I knew that there had to be something. You're sitting there telling me time and time again, you've done nothing wrong. Nothing happened. I'm in my own head. Meanwhile, no, you just, moved on or whatever I don't even know so I told him that I needed to have a conversation with him and we sit down by the water by our house and I asked him I said do you think I'm stupid and he doesn't answer me and I said no 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 like I I want you to answer me do you think I'm stupid And he's like no I don't think you're stupid like what's up because I think you think I'm stupid And the one thing that I've said and I think I already mentioned it is that my biggest pet peeve is do not make me look dumb. Do not make me look dumb. I hate that more than anything. And I left everything in Richmond, my family, a city that I loved with my best friends in the entire world, job opportunities out of college. How could you let me move here knowing months ago that this was not going to work out, that you were going to end it, and you already have somebody lined up to just move on to whatever? So, during that conversation, I let him know a couple things. Yeah, I decided I'm not leaving Hawaii, and living together clearly isn't working out. We are not Jess and Nick from New Girl. That's not happening. So, I just moved here. I'm tired of packing, I'm tired of moving. Maybe you should start looking for places and you should start packing your shit because I'm not going anywhere. Mind you, this conversation was like December, I think. It's all very blurry. It's a very rough time in my life. So this is December and we lived together until February. So it hasn't even been a full year since we haven't lived together. Just keep that in mind. And that was kind of the last conversation I had with him in Or, like, that I had with him, I guess. He didn't deny his feelings for her or that there was something there. He claimed that it all developed after the breakup, which is absolute bullshit if you ask me, considering that's a pretty damn quick turnaround after a three and a half year relationship, but whatever. He claims he didn't cheat on me. Honestly, I don't think, even if he got hooked up to a lie detector test and it said that that was true, that I would believe that. So, no, because even if there wasn't something physical there, emotionally there was and honestly I think that that's worse tell me what you think about that but emotional cheating physical cheating whatever it's all stupid but so yeah I let him know that I was gonna stay and yeah that was the last conversation that we had other than we needed to work out some logistics of him moving out and then our landlord you know all that kind of stuff but we stayed living together until February of 2020, and he moves out of the house that I lived in to move into the house with this girl. And I'm pretty sure they lived happily ever after. Honestly, I couldn't tell you because I don't keep up and I don't give a fuck. So yeah, 2019 hit me with, you know, moving for love, getting dumped in paradise, losing a pet. Yes, she wasn't mine. Um, She was definitely his dog, but when everything went down, he says, you know, she was your dog too. It was tragic. Honestly, probably one of the worst experiences of my life. Maybe I'll talk about that story one day. Who knows? But after that happened, I was like, all right, 2019, what else you got to, what else do you have for me? Because I'm already down. Please keep, keep kicking me while I'm down. I don't want to even try and get better only to have the carpet ripped out for me again. So if you got anything for me, go ahead, hit it. And I enter the darkest phase of my life. And when I think back to October to about February of 2019 into 2020, it is very patchy. I was drunk probably every day. I definitely drank every day. I don't know if I got drunk every day, but I drowned myself in alcohol and bad decisions. And I went back into the restaurant industry and which if you know the industry and you see where I was mentally, it was a really bad combination. And like I said, yeah, it was around this time just a year ago. It feels sometimes it feels like it's been five years. Sometimes it feels well, yeah, mainly now it just feels like it's been a long time, but I'll see memories pop up on my Snapchat and I watch them. And I actually have zero recollection. I'm like, wow, I do not remember doing that. I was out on a dinghy fishing with some people. Like, what? I I have I don't remember that ever being a thing in my life. It was like I'm watching somebody else's Snapchats. It was a mess. It was a disaster. But I decided to stay because you know what I said at the beginning? I needed two things before I left island. I needed answers. And now I had my answers. And I didn't want to leave Hawaii with a bad taste in my mouth. And... This place is a magical place to heal, let me tell you. And as a friend once said to me back last year, she said, you know what, at the end of the day, Hawaii won't break your heart. So you should stay and you should live it up. So will I be here forever? I don't know, probably not. But I am in such a good place that when that day does come, that I do decide to leave Island, if ever, I won't. it won't be because I was... Destroyed, depressed, and heartbroken. And I certainly won't have a bad taste in my mouth because this is the island that I now call home. And mentally, emotionally, guys, I was stripped and drained. I was exhausted and lonely. I definitely did not have the greatest coping mechanisms. I looked for validation in very strange ways. I found myself in very sketchy situations. I was tiptoeing on the border of. I mean, some people at the time would have definitely called me an alcoholic. I didn't go to work without vodka in my hydro flask most days. And I would get drinks before work, after work, during work, anything and everything. It was. It was unreal, honestly, when I think back, I refer to that time. Whenever like a story gets brought up that I do remember, I'm like, oh, I refer to that as the dark days, Elizabeth, because. There was so much going on in my head and this breakup was so much more than a heartbreak because after learning that he left me for her essentially, my confidence was destroyed. I lost my confidence in absolutely everything to the point where I couldn't even walk into a restaurant to hand my resume to a host because I had so much anxiety and I've been in the restaurant industry for over 10 years. This is what I've done my whole life as far as working. And I'm typically a very confident person. And that's when I knew how bad things were for me. I would be in interviews and legitimately start tearing up mid-interview. Like, what? I was, yeah, my anxiety, I didn't even know what that was. Like, I had no idea. And even in those dark days, I knew and I kept telling myself, I was like, there will be a day that I don't feel this anymore. Like there will be a day when I look back and I laugh. Oh, and I'm laughing now, best believe, because it's hilarious. But I knew that things were going to get better. And I kept telling myself that. But this time last year was the first time in my life that I finally understood depression and anxiety and thoughts of, I don't even want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. How do I turn it off? How do I make this stop? And that's honestly probably the first time I've ever said that out loud. But like I said, I told y'all that I was going to be real with you. So I just want to say that I have made it to the days that I look forward to. And I would not be sitting here making this podcast, starting this journey, sharing this story If I wasn't comfortable and confident and secure again. And that is why I feel so passionately about Where's the Handbook and about talking about real life shit that happens because life is not always happy and amazing, even in paradise, even in Hawaii, the land of rainbows and butterflies. Ooh, no, sometimes shit sucks. And that's what I have to say about that. So there you go. You guys have the breakup story. Honestly, I'm so glad I got that out of the way. I'm ready to stop talking about this dude because honestly, I've done a really, really good job at forgetting about that shit. And although I probably will be referencing back throughout this series because I'm sure I left out details that are going to pop up or become part of a conversation, whatever. I am ready to dive into so many stories with you guys. Gosh, it feels so good to get that out. I'm honestly so freaking stoked right now. And as always, guys, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, please hit me up. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a quick review and rate this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Where's the Handbook and Twitter at PodcastingWTH. Slide into my DMs, you guys. Tell me your stories. I want to hear all of your crazy shit. I want to hear what you think about this episode, what you think about any aspect of it. Literally, I just want to hear it all. So I've got some really good stuff coming your way. Please hit me up, y'all. I'm out. But also, if you do know someone who is struggling with depression, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255